Hi, everybody. This is Brennan. You've got Gabe. And this is Shadow Valley. All right, so today we are um, starting our first episode on the big project. The big boy. <laughs> and this is something that we've been um, working on and preparing for uh, at least the past three weeks, and uh, we're excited to dive into it. So what we're wanting to talk about today is we want to start getting into Jeffrey Epstein, his life, his crimes, and kind of a little bit of the conspiracies that happened. And this is going to be a multiple episode um, topic just because it's so large and it's it's actually extremely complicated and that's why it's taken us so long. Yeah, it's it's the thing is that we all, and Brennan and I were speaking about this prior to recording, but I think everybody knows the gist of Jeffrey Epstein. Like uh, he, um, I don't know. <laughs> he's kind of a piece of shit if you ask me. Um, I think most people know that, but everybody knows he got into finance, got involved with a bunch of like what you would, you, what people would consider like the elite crowd, if you will. Um, and then pretty much just, I mean, we all know the rest. He killed himself in a jail cell. Right. And I was putting air quotes around that. Obviously you guys can't, can't see that, but there are air quotes around kill it, killed himself. Uh, you can believe what you want to believe, but I think both Brennan and I on our ends do believe that it was probably not Jeffrey Epstein killing himself. No, there is too many factors at play for it to be him. Yeah. And we're definitely going to get to that. Um, it won't be in this episode, but it will be in the in some of the future. Ep- well, in the future, just yeah. because of how mysterious it was and it definitely plays a lot into the conspiracy theories and finally like the end of Jeffrey Epstein's life. Yeah, I think it, we're thinking this is probably going to be a three-part episode, so I guess yeah. just stay tuned. Um but yeah, man, I uh I think one thing that both Brennan and I kind of talked about as well prior to the episode was we all make jokes about Jeffrey Epstein like, "Oh, about like the whole situation that happened, you know, but yeah, doing more research and kind of learning more about this guy, it just like makes me not want to, I don't know. Just, it he's just such away. a piece of, piece of shit, dude. Yeah. He's a, he's a garbage human. And like, I want to, I was telling Brennan, I was like, dude, I want to shed like more horrible light on him. Right. You know, cause everybody was just like, Oh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure he didn't kill himself, but it's probably a good thing he's not here anymore. And like, I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but no, it's he, a good thing he's gone. He's a <laughs> he's a pretty bad person. Like, you you read into the stories and all the crap that he did prior to being arrested in 2019. Like, he's a really bad person, and the people that were involved with him as well were like horrible people as well. I don't think there's any any justification or any thing that could change my mind on that. Right. Um, and like you had stated there were like, like he's just a skeevy guy. Like they found a bunch of evidence of him doing a bunch of really horrible stuff. And he continues to say, no, it wasn't me. Right. Like, dude, there's video evidence of you doing this stuff. Yeah. So I guess we keep kind of alluding to what he had done. So let me just kind of break down Jeffrey Epstein. He was a financer. He's con- he was convicted of as a sex offender um, and a bunch of allegations of misconduct with minors, sexual misconduct, and uh, prominent association with, uh, I guess, m- the elite again, like people that you, uh, you would consider elite. Like, for instance, Donald Trump, people right. like that, or like famous actors or just uh, higher-ups in like finance, whatnot. Um, but he got evicted or he got evicted. No, not evicted. Sorry. Um, he was, uh, convicted. Right. Remembering my words in 2019 and then soon after passed away. Um, prior to this, he was convicted one more time and we'll kind of dive into that. But 
just for those people that don't know or have been, I'm sure most everybody that listens to this is probably going to know. But yeah, just kind of give a breakdown of essentially what Jeffrey Epstein did. And then we'll, uh, I don't know. I can I can start going into his early life right now if you if you want, but I don't. Know. Yeah. Um, before we jump into that, I really just want to reiterate how terrible this person is. Like, I literally wish the worst on this guy. Yeah. I wish he is getting the most, um, like worst treatment in hell. Yeah. Saying in like yeah, assuming hell exists, but like I uh yeah, I hope he's just absolutely getting fucked. Yeah, and he just he's a terrible person. He really is like when we go into this, you're going to see how much of a piece of shit he actually was Yep. because there was so much that he did and there were so many people he hurt. It's completely unbelievable. And uh, you don't want to believe it because of how horrible and disgusting it is. And so going with that in, um, we mean the best for the victims of Jeffrey Epstein and we would never um, say anything to 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 show any different that we don't show sympathy for them but we do we show a lot of sympathy from them for them um but uh Jeffrey Epstein deserves no respect no sympathy yep. he's a piece of shit he's literally just a cum stain on a pillow oh, who shit. needs to be washed away <laughs> washed so, away freak dude just throw him in the trash yeah throw him in this throw him in the trash cuz he's just always hard as fuck <laughs> oh, that's disgusting <laughs> Um, (laughs) anyways, um, into his life. Yeah. And, and, uh, just a pre kind of like just, uh, set expectation. We may not, and I think we state this quite a bit, but we may not get all the details correct. Um, we're just two guys as well. Like we're doing our own research. You want to try and find the best, most credible, uh, uh, resource out there. However, there's a lot of stuff that kind of just, uh, I don't know. It tends to be a little bit misleading, but we will do our best to try and, I guess, negotiate and get the right details. Sorry for not being perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, guys, come on. Okay, so just let's uh, hop into it. So early background of Jeff Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. I want to say Jeff, but I also want to say his full name. Yeah. Just like because he's a piece of shit. I don't want to like call him anything different right he's not our buddy no he's not our buddy it's just so it's so much easier because that is such a long long name i'm just gonna say epstein okay yeah be easier okay so epstein born in 1953 january 20th in brooklyn new york his mom pauline was said to be a very very kind woman which is cool i thought that was interesting i feel like that always tends to happen i mean maybe he maybe he did murder people well i think he did Epstein did, but I was just saying, I was thinking in my head, like a lot of serial killers and stuff that you tend to either it's like one end or, or the other, they have really shitty parents or they have like one really great parent that yeah. they love and they always tout to him. Um, I feel like it was the same thing with this guy, not saying that his father was any different. I think his, I didn't really catch too much on his father, but he could be like a 50s father, you know, learned by the belt. That's true, because he wasn't 53. So born in 53, by the time this kid was 10 years old, 60s. So, yeah, I mean, he probably was kind of like that, more of yeah. like a, like a pull-it-by-your-bootstraps if you're, you're not doing it the right way. You're an idiot. You know? Yeah. Like you're going to get the freaking belt. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, so Pauline was a very nice lady. She worked at the... Uh, she worked as a school aide at the school they went to. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then his father was a groundskeeper for the New York city department of parks and rec. So obviously like they were doing decent, at least I would, I would think back in the day for them being, um, both employed, they only had three kids. So Jeff or Epstein was one of them and he had two older siblings. Uh, I think it was a boy and a, or a sister and a brother. I can't remember exactly. Um, but they grew up in Coney Island, which I'm not really sure where that is. I just know it's in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he started attending public schools, um, and then later went to Lafayette high school. And, uh, a lot of people in his school stood him. He, he like was very charismatic growing up whatnot. Right. And Um, a lot of psychopaths and like serial killers are like, you know, they talk about Ted Bundy a lot and how he was very, Charismatic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And so I think <laughs> I wouldn't say this is like a sign of a bad person because there's great people who are out there, but I think it's definitely a cautionary thing to look for. Like when somebody is maybe a little bit too out there, I yeah. guess, who seems a little bit too much to be true. Like maybe like, like look out for him pretty much. Yeah. Because, you know, it's part of the way I'm going to say this because it's true. Always remember that the predator chooses the prey. Mm -hmm. So when we have our victims and when we fall victims to these people, it's not necessarily all our fault. Right. Because the predator chooses the prey. Mm -hmm. And the that's what these people are. They're predators. Right. And they're trying to find the most vulnerable. They're trying to find who they can manipulate the most. And so it's it's important to recognize that, especially going in. Um, when we get thicker into it, it's, it's not necessarily the victim's fault, um, because that's exactly what he is. He's a predator. And so just tying that back in, even though he's a charismatic person, it's, it's a disguise, right? It's a false sense of security. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, especially because, I mean, it goes to, it, it shows a lot in his later life, especially when he becomes like, a um, starts working in finance and whatnot people start to trust him and because of his charismatic attitude and like outgoing attitude, people kind of flock to him and they push aside all the other shitty things that they notice, you know, you yeah. got your blinders on almost. And because this person is like so cool in their eyes, yeah. they're like, Oh, I don't want to like think any bad on him, which is very interesting. Cause I, I actually had a similar situation with one of uh, a while ago this person I was associated with. Yeah. Not, I don't want to go too much into the detail, but this person I was associated with, they were very charismatic, very yeah. kind. And most everybody that I encountered that knew them, they were like, Oh yeah. So-and-so is the best. Mm -hmm. They're awesome. They're very, very kind, very intelligent. And they'll always help you out. Turns out so-and-so was convicted of many horrible things and nobody knew about it. Shoot. Until a couple. And it was weird. Cause I, there, there are things that I, I, and I'm not like exempt from this at all because I was just saying everybody's got their blinders on and I also had my blinders on as well. Right. Like I saw this individual and one time so-and-so had told me their age and I was like, there's no way you're that old. And they're like, yeah, look, look, here's my license. And by doing so, they like covered their name on their license. Yeah. And I was like, man, in my head, I was like, that was so weird. Like no normal person does that. They just show you if they're trying to do that, they just show you the ID, you know? Right. Cause I've done that multiple times. Like I am, <clears throat> I have a beard and I tend to look a little older than I actually am. Yeah. And so people, when they find out there's like no way. And so I show them my ID. Never have I ever went out of my way to cover my name. I always try and cover my face because that's a terrible <laughs> DMV photo of me. <laughs> but see, the thing is that people that know you, they know that you're Brennan. Right. You know? And so you wouldn't go out of your way to cover your name. No. And so it wasn't until after all this come like came to light that that the reason so and so covered their name was because if you looked them up, their record popped up, and so and that's why they did so, you know. And so it's just interesting that you never know who around you is going to be, I guess, that kind of person. And I think this happened. Obviously, this uh, was very apparent for a lot of people that encountered Epstein. Um, because everybody thought he was a good guy and eventually just turned into a really shitty ass person. Right. It's, it's, it really is mind blowing how these people function. Like I had a mission companion who is this terrible person. Uh -huh. Um, uh, one of the worst people on the earth and he was very charismatic, mm -hmm. but he definitely hurt a lot of people. He was, um, somebody who really knew how to take advantage of people. Um, yeah. and then kind of. Uh, condition them in a way. And so it was definitely, there's people out there who are like that where they try and hide certain things like that. So I definitely get what you're talking about. Yeah. It's messed up. It's really sad, honestly. I, well, it's, it's frustrating cause you can trust somebody so, so much, you know, and then you never, you don't know, like, and I guess this is with most people, you, we'd all like to think that we're pretty transparent that we're pretty upfront, you know? Yeah. But I think most everybody is hiding some sort of or some part of themselves they don't want um, the world to see. Oh, yeah. We even hide stuff from ourselves. Right, yeah. 
yeah, you look into the mirror and you want to tell yourself, oh, like, yeah, I did this, but it doesn't make me a shitty person. Right. When in all reality, it probably did, you know, like, I, you know, I don't know. We don't need to dive into that, but. No, because we all do shitty stuff in our life, but it's when we repeat them and it becomes a habit and it becomes part of who we are. Like, like in the, we're not pedophiles like Jeffrey Epstein. Right. That makes him a piece of shit Mm -hmm. because he's a fucking pedophile. Everybody knows (laughs) what they do. And so that's like extra piece of shit level for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But we all occasionally have those levels where we are like that, Mm -hmm. those moments, but it's when we keep indulging into that. Right. Yeah. We keep, we keep wanting to go back to it, even though we already said like, even if you mess up once, you know, which is fine, maybe even twice. But when you start making it a habit or when you stop thinking it's like that bad, I think that's when the issue arises. Exactly. Uh, So it's just unfortunate um, that there's people who are just as charismatic as he is. mm -hmm. um, And he himself are able to take advantage of people. And especially when, um, from what it sounds like he didn't have the worst upbringing. Like, I mean, even where he ended up, like he had a very good upbringing that allowed him to have lots of opportunities. Right. And I know a lot of good people who would have killed to have that chance. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And that's the thing is like this dude grew up in New York of all places, right. first of all, but he did have a good upbringing. At, at least as far as I know, like I said, I don't know about his father, but I know his mother was like touted to be a very nice lady. Right. Like very, very, uh, motherly and comforting and stuff. Um, but yeah, I can't say, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the same about his father. Like it be, could be completely different, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's just continue on though. Sorry. I okay. kind of sidetracked us a little bit there, but no, I feel so, like it was all very relevant to the thing and definitely gave <laughs> a lot of, um, a deeper idea on his personality, at least, um, a little bit more for right now, because right. we're definitely going to get more information on this guy. Right. And that's, and that's the thing too, this will come up quite often a lot of the research that i did everyone was always like oh he was just very charismatic he's very kind outgoing like he made you feel trust in him almost immediately yeah i think we all know those type of people that like like you talk to him we're like oh man dude like this person like i love talking to them because they can always get me to talk or they can always get me to like kind of vibe with them you know yeah which isn't always a bad thing but obviously in this situation it was right because a lot of the time what would happen obviously the horrible things would follow up. Um, but yeah, let's continue on. So yeah, so he goes into uh, school and whatnot and people start to see he's very charismatic. Um, a lot of his teachers said he's very intelligent. So that was one big thing that kind of set him apart from a lot of the individuals in his school because he was intelligent. He was good with numbers and mathematics. Um, and that obviously led into him doing more of the finance section where right. he got really kind of into the nitty-gritty crappy shitty things that he did um (laughs) he was a terrible person yeah he was horrible um so yeah after he graduated high school excuse me he went to uh cooper union that's a uh little institute of math and uh science he did not actually finish because he's a freaking big ass mook (laughs) (laughs) he didn't get a degree um he was trying to get in, in mathematics and physics but he never actually finished, which is, I thought was interesting that he got so far up the line. Like this dude was making millions. Mind you though, I would say probably a good 70% of that money was probably dirty ass money. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. A lot of people who have a lot of money, um, aren't the most ethical and they don't obtain it in an ethical way. I mean, I mean, we know for sure that he did not obtain most of this money in an ethical way. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Continue. Sorry. Um, no, but a lot of like billionaires and millionaires are the same way. Like when somebody has a lot of money, um, they've kind of done it through some like unethical terms. Like you look at a lot of big businesses and they're, you know, you're going to find something, you're going to find something that they've done and not all the money is the best way like obtained. I mean, you have some people who are like, just real quick, just to mention this is like an unethical way is like, you know, how companies like Apple has sweatshops and sweatshops in China. Yeah. Um, like yeah. stuff like that. No. And it's, and it's filthy. Cause you don't, you don't like the thing is that most of us, like I have an iPhone, I have, I have a MacBook right in front of me. Like 
I don't think about that. I just think about, oh, cool. Like I have this nice ecosystem, blah, 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 this and that that's working well. Right. Um, but you don't really stop and think about like all the other kind of like the, the shit pile that got them to where they were, right. where they're at. And I think that's a really big, um, issue right now. It's very prevalent with, um, for instance, like Timu, like, like that dropship, uh, company. Have you heard of that? I haven't. So there's like this big thing going on with Timu and, um, oh, what's that other one? Shein, I believe. Yeah. Um, that the company, people will get packages and on the package it's like written like, please, please help me. That's insane. Yeah. Or like people have taken pictures of like their, um, their tag or something like, uh, the, um, like the, um, what's that? What's the name? Like where it says like the fabric and whatnot, how to wash it. Oh yeah, I get what you're like those like. little tags on shirts and whatnot. Yeah. They'll have like messages like stuck, please help, stuff like that. And it's like people think that it's a sweatshop where people are putting that like a secret message, if you will. Yeah. Inside of that. And then there's on the other end, I mean that's really shitty, but then on the other end, the companies are like getting it, especially Timu, I think, right now, because it kind of popped up out of nowhere, I feel like. I feel like uh I just barely started hearing about Timu within the last probably two months or so. It's like gone crazy. Like it blown up. It's like essentially like a, a wish.com website, yeah. but they get things to you a little bit sooner. It's a little bit higher quality. I'm not hundred percent sure. I haven't yeah. really done too much research. Obviously it's just kind of like what I've heard. Um, but they're having issues with a lot of customers from Timu getting their identity stolen and getting their like credit cards stolen and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's important to remember that most of these big companies probably have a pretty dark past oh, or yeah. or they've gotten to the top not very honestly. <laughs> right. So I mean, you got to play the game in order to get to the top and you know, mm -hmm. you got to sell your soul a little bit to do that. Like a lot of the stuff you're going to do is unethical. Yeah. Because, you know, first of all, um, there's so much red tape in the government that it's so hard to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be a good thing, um, at times that there's those precautions, but at it's, the same time, it's easy to kind of like bypass those if you're willing to go into like more crooked routes. Right. Exactly. Cause the thing is with red tape, there's always somebody that's put that red tape there. Right. And I don't think, I mean, as much as we'd like to, a really big offer of money yeah. is kind of hard to pass up. Right. Like say, hey, Brandon, I will pay you a million dollars for your podcast right now. Yeah. Even if it was your baby, you'd be like, oh shit, dude, a million bucks. Yeah. Dude, that'd be so hard to pass up, you know? And, and if you're an official and you put this red tape up, Jeff Epstein comes, or Jeffrey Epstein comes to you and he says, hey, bro, I will give you $90,000 for you to turn your cheek. Look the other way. Like, that's that in my opinion, that would be I mean, obviously knowing what he's done now. Yeah. You know, if I was in the position of that and I knew what he was doing, I'd be like, hell no, bro. Right. You're a freaking skeevy guy. You're disgusting. Right. But but the thing is that maybe in maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, you know. Like yeah. I I don't know what happened in those situations and everybody has a price. Right, exactly. Everybody has a price. And I think it's very hard to like unless you're put in that situation to gauge where your price is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really would love to say I would never do something like that. I don't, I don't think I did. If I knew what he was doing, I probably would have, no, I would have reported it. Not probably. Right. I would have done it. Cause at that, at that point it's like, if see, and that's, I think that's, sorry, we're like really sidetracking, but, um, <laughs> but I think that's like wherein lies like one of the biggest issues with how we as humans kind of perceive situations like this, where yeah. we see somebody in power where, we say, oh, no, I can't say anything. Otherwise, I'm going to get killed or I'm going to get – nobody's going to believe me. But the thing is, if there's so much evidence, if you can shed enough light on this situation, in my opinion, at least I'd like to hope yeah, that that individual, whoever reports them, would be safe. Yeah. You know? You'd like to think. You'd like to hope. Mind you, though, you never know. So, but, yeah, this, I, I, guess I digress. It, no, it actually makes a lot of sense because this does feed into Jeffrey Epstein. It gives you more of his personality because, you know, not only is he, is he charismatic and he's able to do all this other stuff, but he's so manipulative that he knows mm -hmm. where he can push people. He right. knows your pressure points. He knows 
what it is that somebody wants. He knows your cost and he's able to exploit that because he had so much wealth. And um, we're going to talk about how he obtained that too, a little bit more and just how he got to where he was. Right. Yeah. I think uh, you can think of Epstein as like, like a kingpin. Yeah. You know, like if you guys are all either like Marvel fans at all, Kingpin is like a predominant villain in Daredevil and Spider-Man. He's like a gangster, but he knows how to manipulate people. He has a lot of like connections and he knows how to like get people to, I guess, bend to what he needs them to do. Right. And I feel like the same, same with uh, Epstein in that way. But so, yeah, back to the story. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, where Epstein doesn't graduate college because he's a big fool. Yeah. Well, he just kind of left because he didn't want to deal. So then eventually, He's which lazy. seems... Yeah, lazy, <laughs> honestly. Um, so eventually, he uh, goes to be a teacher at Dalton School in the Upper Sea East Side of Manhattan, um, which I thought was very interesting, because especially because this is kind of when I think he probably started to let those thoughts kind of creep in, in yeah. my opinion. Um, because he was around youth so often that he was like, well, maybe I can kind of push the the envelope here. I'm going to kind of push this line and see how far I can get. Um, it was reported that Epstein would focus like hyper focus too much on a lot of the younger females at the school or like the young ladies and stuff. Yeah. Um, he would even go out and party. Like he'd show up at parties that the kids students were having and he'd get like drunk and smoke with the kids and stuff. What a fucking loser. Yeah, dude. It's messed up. And but that's what I'm saying is I think at this time was when he was like like I said, he was just testing it. He was testing the waters to see like how far can I get with this? How far can I go? How far can I go? Yeah. Um he's grooming those kids for sure. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, 100% he was grooming, grooming them. I think eventually and because so the school eventually ended up uh dismissing him. Um they said he was like not meeting expectation or whatever, but I think the school knew exactly what was going on. And they said, before this guy gets us in trouble or he does something bad, let's get rid of him, get him out of here. We're right. done. Um, and I think if the school hadn't have done that, I think he would have eventually gotten to a point where it was like, he pushed the envelope so far. He pushed the red tape so far that yeah. he was able to get across it and started kind of doing really shitty stuff. Do you think if the school did something as early on um, as he started showing this behavior. Like reported he, him or something? Yeah, if they mm -hmm. reported him when he was at this point, do you think he would have never became what he ended up becoming? Do you think that would have stopped him a lot sooner or is this an unstoppable villain at this point? Uh, I think it's hard. It's hard to say because the thing is that the school, and we'll, I'll just hit on this really quick. So while Epstein was working at this school, he met Alan Greenberg, he was uh, the parent of two students that went there. Yeah. And he was the CEO of Bear Stearns. That's where Epstein made his way into like the financial sector. Right. Um, he became like a, a, I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what his role was. I think he was just like a consultant or something like that. But if, see that, because it was almost immediately after he had left the school or dismissed um, that he went and worked for these guys. Okay. And so it's hard to say because- Let's say that, well, I don't know. I think maybe. I yeah. think maybe, yeah. Yeah, because if, if the school would have had said something, reported him, like, or said to the to the cops or something and been like, hey, this guy is being very, like, pervy. He's touched kids in inappropriate ways. Yeah. He's gotten too close with students. He spent too much time alone with, like, females at the school. I think, well, and, and that's the other hard thing is, is, like, Back then, I think it was like in the like nineties at some point in the nineties um, that he was teaching. Yeah, I don't know how seriously that kind of like accusation was taken. You know, that's fair. It's I, very different nowadays oh, than yeah. it was before. You know, um, yeah. Somebody gets accused of that now, it's immediately they start investigation. Immediately. Oh yeah, it's and game so, over basically. And yeah. you're going to even if you're proven innocent, like your career's over. Yeah, and I think it's very hard to come back from something like that now. Obviously, and I think, well, and there's two good, and there's good and bad, right? I think it's really great because people can get brought to justice much sooner, right? And uh, our kids and our youth can be safer. But at the same time, 
there's been so many instances where somebody gets accused of rape and they get proven uh, not guilty, like with evidence. Right. And, but that person's life is, like you said, essentially ruined forever. I mean, because it just blows up in the news, you know, it's a big thing. And, you know, so many people are on the the lookout, like I mentioned last time, like, you know, um, I've learned... Oh, I've learned a lot about the different ways that uh, pedophiles act and different things like that. And the fact that there's so many different signs out there of somebody who might be acting like that, that um, you almost, I would say as a society as whole, we always are very vigilant as that. I had a an English teacher um, who also would always 100% record the classroom while school was in session. Uh-huh. And he said the reason why he did that was because students held so much power to where they could end his career. And mm-hmm. because they had that power to where if they just said something, they didn't like him and they said something, yeah. he could get in trouble. Whereas if he had the film to prove it, then he's okay. Right. And, you know, the fact that he had to do that kind of blew my mind. But on the same, like, note... um, I would always say that anybody who's had this happen to them, please step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hard, you know, that is one thing that should be noted is it is hard to come forward because first you have to admit what actually happened. Right. And you know, that's actually a myth about this. And people are going to wonder why the girls that were um, attacked or hurt by Epstein, why they didn't come forward sooner Um, and it's for that exact reason. It's, you know, you have to recognize what exactly happened to you and then you have to admit to yourself. Cause that makes it so much more real, you know? And it's like, you don't want to believe it. Yeah. You don't want to believe it. You want to forget it. You don't want to, you don't want to come face to face with the thing that you fear the most, you know, and acknowledging it and saying, Hey, this happened to your parents, to your friends, your family, whoever it might be makes it real makes it like come to the surface and you know you got you acknowledge it at that point and right. it sucks it's like it's like acknowledging the boogeyman under your bed you know right you don't want to believe it's there you don't want to believe it's there but once it's there it's like oh, shit it's real you right know? yeah it's terrifying man it, yeah. and that's i think again just to reiterate what brennan had said in the beginning i think we we hold a lot of sympathy sympathy for these people um, and I hope nothing that we say comes off like we are not on their side because I'm right. 100% against Epstein. He's a piece of shit. You know, um, we're not supposed to say this. I know it's terrible to say it makes me a, like a horrible human being. But honest to God, I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he cannot hurt another individual out there Yeah, because it's not okay And, you know, honestly, um, I believe the victims deserved more justice than what they got because he did take the easy way out. And I mean that in the way of he didn't serve his sentence. He robbed these people of justice. These people needed him to suffer the same way that they had to suffer. I mean, that's what justice is. That's what the law is supposed Mm -hmm. to do. It's supposed to equalize things. It's supposed to punish people in the same way that they they you know, they hurt the victim. Right. It's supposed to give retribution to the victim, which, you know, in these cases, I, he should have just been locked up for life and he should have stayed there because the scars that he left on these women are lifelong scars. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just go away overnight. Right. He needs to pay for that and he needed to pay for that, but he got away with it again. And that makes me so frustrated Um, but you know, in all honesty, if he can't be locked up, I'm glad he's dead. Right. No more victims at all. So, but, and then see, and that's where like, and we'll, we'll get into this. I think we'll probably get into this in episode three. Um, I'm obviously super passionate about, um, how terrible of a human being he is. The hard thing with this situation guys is that, yeah, we're like saying, yes, he died or glad he died, but also. As many of and I'm sure many of you guys know, if this guy were to have stayed alive, he would have essentially blown the whistle on a lot of other things. And right. that's where it's hard 
you know, that's where you kind of like start contemplating like, well, shoot, dude, like, and that's, and that's a part of the reason why a lot of people think he actually didn't kill himself, you know, and obviously the metal, medical records show very different from what they're saying happened. Right. I don't want to get too deep into this. We won't, um, <laughs> we won't get too far into it, but just like an overview, he could have brought a whole bunch of other people down with him. Yep. Um, and I think that's probably what they were trying to avoid. And that's yeah. why he quote unquote kill himself. Exactly. And that's why you'll hear the joke that people make all the time. Um, oh, he got Clinton. <laughs> and like, you know, um, I wouldn't put it past the former uh, secretary of state, uh, Miss Hillary Rodham Clinton, <laughs> allegedly assisted in this. Allegedly. I, we're going to use that word a lot, actually, yeah. because of what happened um, especially in, in cases of rape, it's very hard to prosecute those, especially when they come forward years after. I think Epstein's case had a lot of evidence, though. Yes, um, a lot. But, you know, a lot of these rape cases don't, and it's very hard to prosecute them and hold these people accountable. And so I would definitely um, say in that fact, like, there was a lot of people who could have been upset with the evidence that happened. Yeah. But um, again, that's just who Epstein was. That's the type of person he was. Those are things about him that have happened. And it really does relate. All of that relates back to where we were talking about how, you know, if the school had done something, possibly he could have been stopped there. Yeah. But if they... If he was caught sooner before he made certain relationships, mm. maybe, just maybe all of these women could have been saved from what he was doing. Right. But he ended up meeting this man. He got into finance, making all of this money. Yep. Yeah. Cause really when he got into finance, yeah, that's, I genuinely do believe that's when he kind of saw this new world and he said to himself like, Oh, I can exploit this hard. Right. Because you have money, you have power essentially. Um, because so let me just kind of let me step back and say so he joined um, Bear Stearns and by 1999 he established himself like really well he started building networks he started building really good relationships within the industry right and then they say he he was within the like high echelons of society yeah or echelons I, I don't really I think it's echelons I'm not sure um, but this is essentially the elite you know he he started talking to the elite people that had a lot of money that could get that red tape off right that could get that could push that red tape to the side and not worry about it um i think that's really when this all kind of started and i think that really shows within the books and his notes that he has um and his ledger yeah because uh, it dates back very far and i think it all started really then um because not soon after in 2005 yeah. The first like accusation came out of uh this uh these parents accused Epstein of sexually abusing their 14-year-old daughter. Right. Um and it wasn't until 2 years after that he actually got convicted. So he took a plea deal. So essentially what they call it is a sweetheart deal. Absolutely um, disgusting. Yeah, it's messed up. He should have gone to prison or jail or i think yes. he could have been put away for over 45 years yeah. for what he did yeah so and here's the kicker here's the shitty thing is that the the sweetheart deal essentially what it is is like you make a deal with somebody again it's pushing that red tape right you make a deal with somebody on the back end it's a, like a really dirty way really skeevy way to do something right um where two parties will benefit from it and so he took this deal. He said, okay, they said, if you confess, then we'll give you 18 months in prison. Yeah. This dude confesses. He goes. And guess what happens? 18 months? No, 13 months. This dude barely, barely served over a year in prison for sexually abusing a 14-year-old girl. And you know what's even more messed up? The victims had no idea he took this this deal. Right. The victim who came forward, she had no idea, and it wasn't until after she found out to where she went back to the state of Florida, because this happened in Florida, mm -hmm. 
and asked and started trying to appeal the sentence, trying to show that, no, she's been wronged by the justice system. It's It was something... It, it blows my mind how easily sometimes prosecutors will take a deal. Usually right. they come forward with a deal, but you know, sometimes they just want to get it done with right. because I mean, imagine there's, you're a prosecutor. How many cases are coming up on your desk? Just like a judge, right. how many things do you have to try and prosecute? And then you got to pour all of that time in there. And so when it's easy, when somebody comes to you with a deal and they're like, Hey, we'll confess and we'll take this. Hey, we'll confess, take this and, and we'll give you a, a bunch of money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the other thing too, is that from, from this point, let's say Epstein started his career in finance in 1999. Right. 2008 rolls around. That's almost 10 years, 10 years worth of time that he could have almost like, uh, like buried him or burrowed himself into a bunch of really shitty situations. Right. Like not like not for him, but in terms of like, like, uh, he had a lot of connections. Like I said, he networked really well. He grew these relationships. And at this point when he's gotten convicted, who, what's to say that he didn't have other people kind of watching his back, you know, yeah. somebody that had connections with this judge, somebody that had connections with, with this prosecutor that could, was able to like get him off for a little bit for much less time than he would have. They also like worked out a deal. Well, not a deal, but because he's a rat, um, he was able to, it was like, like it was, he almost spent seven hours a day at his office. Oh yeah. Like he didn't even really even like serve his time. It was pretty much just like a, like a, here's a slap on the wrist. Essentially. He got away with too much. He had his own private sector of the prison. He had his own private guards. He was allowed to go out for seven hours a day and eventually he didn't even have to really stay in the prison. Yep. He was more under house arrest at that time. And even then the rules were so lax. He was able to play the system so well to where he didn't even really have to pay for the crimes he was convicted of. Right. Um, and, See, and then, sorry, continue. No, I mean, basically he got away with it and the victims were robbed of justice. Right. Yeah. And, and, but you think about it too, is like this man that had so much power that was able to have his own, like essentially wing of the prison, right. his own guards. Fast forward to 2019, what happened to all that power? How does this guy not have any guards looking at him, not have any cameras on him, and somehow kills himself? It makes no sense at all. Right. I know we keep going back to that. I know we keep going back, but it'll be, we'll really dive into those details come episode three. Um, I just want everybody thinking about it ahead yeah. of time. It's just like, it's very interesting while we're building up and giving you background on who this man was and what he eventually does. Think about how at the end of the day, he had all this power. He's able to do all of this. And yet at the end of it all, his final moments of his life, the cameras in the prison weren't working. Mm -hmm. His guards that he had while he was in prison during this time weren't even there. Yep. He was left alone and he wasn't placed on suicide watch, which blows my mind because you have this guy who's such a high profile criminal. Um, usually they put people like that on suicide watch. Right. But they didn't. And so here he is alone in his cell, quote unquote. Quote unquote, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's <shoot>. what's up. <laughs> um, and he killed himself right. in theory. Allegedly, again. Allegedly. So just kind of keep that in mind as we're going through this, as we describe more of who Epstein was and also think, you know, there's a lot of serial killers out there who right. didn't kill themselves after they were caught mm -hmm. and they had the same personality and the same type of, uh, gumption as Epstein did. Right. And so it really, and you know, this guy, like we said before, he, he would have ratted on so many people. It was all too convenient for people to throw him under the bus and kill him because, you know, think about it. He cares about one person. Who does Epstein care about? He cares about Epstein. Miners. He does like miners a little bit too much, <laughs> but he doesn't care about them. He just likes to use them. They're his little playthings. Right. He's disgusting. Yeah. He's a horrible person who, you know what, is a fucking pedophile. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, you know who else is just like terrible and who, you know, allegedly just kidding, not even allegedly who probably did <laughs> just because, um, they were in a political place to where they could, um, you know, uh, Former President uh, Donald John Trump, he uh, yep. he's been seen with him in photographs, and allegedly he participated in some of this stuff. Yep, and you know, same with former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton, she's also been seen with Epstein, and they were known to be very close. Epstein was close to a lot of politicians, and I think that's important to note. But I mean, who would have the most power there too? Exactly. These people are very, very intertwined with him. And, you know, um, at the end of the day, this is going to be something I never thought I would say, but there's somebody worse than Dick Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) You're a hundred percent right though. There's probably a lot of people. But the thing is that he, I mean, I wouldn't put it past somebody like Dick to be involved in the situation as well. Right. Cause he's a, fucking crazy motherfucker yeah um he fucked his mother allegedly just kidding <laughs> well i've never heard of that but <laughs> he did not there's no allegedly against that he just did not but he's a piece of shit yeah so uh after all this kind of stuff happened um it was said that the federal the, like the the people investigating epstein yeah they were allegedly or supposedly there were 36 counts yeah. Of girls that he had abused. Right. And the dude got off with 13 months in prison. It is ridiculous. Not to mention, obviously, this this 14-year-old girl that was, there was presented evidence that she right. was abused, but then there's 36 other females that were also abused. Right. And he got a slap on the wrist. It's insane. And you know, um, this all happened in Florida, but... It's probably not unheard of here in the state of Utah. I was right. just barely on the jury for, uh, or back in June for another trial that involved rape. And, you know, here in the state of Utah, the minimum is five years in prison mm-hmm. for each count of each rape. Count. Each count is but five years. But can go all the way up to um, life in prison. Right. And doesn't Florida still have the death penalty? They, I believe they do. Yeah. Like, see, in something like that, I mean, I don't know. I know nothing about anything laws or logistic, anything like that. But I mean, at one point, do you look at somebody like that and say, yeah, you really, I don't know. Like, like what, what decides that? What's the deciding factor? Right. Like, okay. If it was actually 36 girls that were abused. Right. At what point do you draw the line? That person should not be let back out. No, not at all. At all. At all. They should not be near any anybody. Right. Nobody. Like, I don't know. It's just, it is astounding. It is astounding how horribly that was all handled and how quickly he was able to get back to normal life. Right. When, like you said, that those individuals are all literally going to be scarred for life. They're never gonna be. They're never gonna be the same. They're never gonna have a normal life again. Well, at least you'd, you'd hope that they could have a normal life. But I right. think that's always gonna be in the back of their head. You know, like like a horrible situation. Um, but this freaking horrible person was able to be let off in 13 months, back onto the grind of doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. Right. It's just messed up. And you know, something I want to mention, um, just because I feel like it's absolutely embarrassing for Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and he deserves to be embarrassed is the fact that, you know, one of the questions, cause, um, these victims hired a lawyer after they found out, um, how he got away with this. And as they were going through it, the lawyer had the opportunity to ask Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, some really interesting questions. One of the questions was Jeffrey Epstein, do you have an egg shaped penis? What? Yeah, it was when I found that out, I was like, oh, shoot. Dude basically refused to answer that question. And it was the first question this lawyer asked him during that question. Do you have an egg-shaped penis? This was the the prosecutor? Um, it was a lawyer, I will say. Okay. I couldn't verify if it was the prosecutor enough okay. or not enough or not. 
um, this guy was on uh, 60 Minutes Australia talking about this. <laughs> and as he's being penis, wow. interviewed, he said that. He said, you know, one of the questions I asked him is the first question is, do you have an egg-shaped penis? Right. And, you know, how do you respond to a question like that? That sounds very embarrassing. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you know what? Just kind of. He like, should be embarrassed about that. His yeah, egg-shaped penis. <laughs> you know what just kind of came to my head is like, it would be, I think it would be very hard to be like a de- defense lawyer, you know, for a right. situation like this to defend a man, especially if you know that he's done something wrong, you know? Yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't think I I would never, ever be able to be a defense lawyer because of that reason. I think it would just be too hard not to want to like expose them, you know? Right. But I guess the money's probably so good and that guy, whoever defended him was probably so good. He had an army of lawyers. He didn't just have one. He had a whole team of lawyers that, you know, you have this one individual who's trying to prosecute him and trying to get justice versus this entire army of people that you can just throw money at and get them to do. And, you know, ethically, a lawyer is supposed to, even if they know their client's guilty, they're supposed to give them the best defense possible. Right. And so um, as much as I'd like to say that sleazy of the lawyers, they're technically doing their job at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Even if they knew he was guilty, they're doing their job and they did it well. But at the same time, they assisted in the fact that he was able to get away. It's right, like it's like, a huge moral dilemma for me. Exactly, like you're you're this lawyer, and then ten years down the line, twenty nineteen, yeah, all this crap comes up, and you're like, holy crap, I got that guy off on a slap on the wrist, and look at all the havoc that he's he's created, like. At one point, are you a defense lawyer and you draw the line? That must be so just difficult. I don't like. I don't know. I, I would never. <laughs> I would never want to be, hard be to draw that. the line. Yeah, very, very, very difficult. Because I think anytime I heard something bad, like it would just be so hard not to, like I said, just turn them in. You know. But yeah. Anyway, good I thing we're not lawyers. <laughs> yeah, good thing we're not lawyers. Um, well, yeah, that's. I uh, kind of want to end it there. I think right. um, we've got quite a bit of content for episode two. Right. And that's when we really want to dig into the, and you know, um, episode two might be a little bit harder because yeah. we're going to dig into more about his island. What about he did, you know, one thing to note, he had a private jet that he would use to fly people around yep. and he had several different houses in different places. It's insane. And the fact that he was able to get away with as much as he did is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I think uh, um, episode two is going to have a lot of sex trafficking, grooming, right? Um, involvement with a lot of influential influential figures, like we had stated prior. Right, and some of them might be shocking on who was in there. It is insane. If you read his, yeah, uh, we'll get into it. Um, the private island, obviously, and then international, because this guy had hands everywhere. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, Obviously, just your civil lawsuits that are pretty intense as well. But this guy makes me so mad. I am like on the edge right now because I just, I hate this man. I hate this man so much. It's really hard to do research. It is. It's hard to do research because they did such a good enough job to where they were able to suppress a lot of it. But there's a lot out there to where I can say without without a doubt, that he, in my opinion, is guilty. Oh, yeah, 100%. He did the things that he's accused of. This isn't some poor white billionaire man who who has been falsely accused of all of this. No, in my opinion, he did it all. Yeah. Allegedly, he's guilty. Yeah. I couldn't be on the jury because <laughs> I know he, I, I feel so passionately that he's guilty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, that'd be a prosecutor's dream. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody sure who's already love, like, yeah, 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 a yeah guilty, guilty verdict. But <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that would disqualify me. Yeah. Um, but no, he he just makes me so mad because yeah. he's the worst. He's he's one of the worst people I have ever had the opportunity to read about and study. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard because 
He's a fucking pedophile, dude. Yeah, I was telling Brennan this prior to the episode that it's very difficult to want to do more research past the, uh, like the, like his early life, pretty much. Yeah. Um, because you start getting all these really, really sad stories of individuals that have had encounters with this menace, and it's hard to confront it. Right. And mind you, I've I'm like not even I. Like I probably have no room to speak because I'm not the one that had to go through all that stuff, but it's very hard to read about it and listen to it. It's, it's just sad. It's upsetting. And, and, uh, I think next episode, like Brennan said, it's going to be tough. Um, just cause we'll have to, well, and we will spare the details. Obviously we don't need right. to go into the detail of everything that happened, but a lot of things came to light when Epstein died and, and we'll, uh, dive into much of that on the second episode. And I think we'll third episode, we'll run it off and talk about conspiracy theories. Right. And it'll be, this is definitely going to be a heavy series. Um, just to give everybody a heads up just because of the nature of the content and what this individual did. It's not, it's not something at all we take lightly. And um, if you have been a victim of anything that is similar to what Jeffrey Epstein has done or any sexual crime in general, um, I implore you to uh, seek the retribution you deserve, although it might be hard. um, I feel as though you deserve to have justice. What happened to you is not fair. Um, and if you can't do it right now, that's okay. In the future, if you can step forward, because these are the type of people we need to hold accountable. These people don't deserve to continue being free. They don't deserve to enjoy the different things going on in life. They deserve going to jail. And I think everybody can staying there for a very, very long time. Yes. And so just ending with that note, um, I'd like to say thank you to all of our listeners who are listening. Um, thank you for all that you've done. And just again, an overall big thank you. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it. It's been very fun to see, um, I guess more onto a lighter note now, but it's been very fun to see kind of the traction that we're uh, like seeing, I guess. Not that we're like... St- popular by any means but it's just fun to see that people actually care about what we're saying you know um but yeah i think along with brandon said thanks guys it's been it's been really fun so far and we hope to continue doing it for a long time um again we'll plug our social again we're uh we started an instagram it's uh shadow valley pod on instagram go give us a follow um we'll continue to post like when episodes are coming up any changes um for instance if like we have too busy schedules, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, give us a follow, send us emails. We'd love to hear from the fans, send us DMS. We'll respond. We might even follow you back, but I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Definitely. If you have anything or, um, there's something you want to say, definitely DM us on Instagram or email us at shadow.valleypod at the dojenetwork.com shadow.valleypod at the dojenetwork.com um, and I'll plug the social in the description of the episode. Yeah. We'll c- Thank catch you. us next week. All right. Bye. Bye.